What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Destination Radio. It's me, boy Dan Evans, joined by the boy, Dr. Kieran Smith. What's up, Kieran? Yeah, not. I should. Uh, I should say, not a medical doctor. I'm not an actual doctor. <laughs> Just, yeah, same. We're, yeah, yeah we're kind of, if you want to, you want to really clear that I'm completely unqualified to say anything of any value. About about like medicine or just in general? Just in general, yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, no, yeah, thanks. This is part two of our, I guess, pandemic news roundups. We're both in our respective uh, quarantine slash layers. Hope you're all doing okay. Hope you're all coping. Uh, hope you're all being um, sensible, listening to social distancing advice and so on. Um, well, before we, we say before we get, we will get on to coronavirus and, and oh, yeah. But obviously, the big news story that everyone wants to know about is um, is what what's happened to Joey Calzone. Oh yeah, um, so I basically deactivated my my Twitter account. Basically, uh, I was just losing my mind. I was completely losing my fucking mind. Uh, just basically plugged in <laughs> mind. So <laughs> well, yeah, I know. I've just been like, so ba- basically, the the Welsh the te- collapse of the testing deal. I mean, there's two two points where I've been like, you know, close to having like a, you know, like a, like a panic attack doing this whole thing. The, the first in the build up to um, the rugby because that was when I real, you know, you start to realise like, like oh oh oh, oh my god, a Geth and a Drakeford haven't got a clue what they're doing, um, and then the testing thing collapses because, and obviously it's the realisation. I'm trying to keep it light, but the realisation that we, we, we're almost being left to fend for ourselves between these fucking sociopaths and eugenicists in Westminster and then these idiots, these bungling idiots in like Cardiff who I'm going to like, whether they're, I don't know, just incompetent or, or stupid or venal or whatever. What I also, what's happened is beca- like I've become as, you know, an FBPE bloke, but for coronavirus. And I've become so obsessed with it um, yeah. that it's taken up, you know, all my fucking day, like, not not that it shouldn't, but, like, I'm obsessed with it, um, you know, it's like, Vaughan Gethin has a press conference, and I'm like, stop, COVID, <laughs> but, and, but, for, you know, for years, if anyone says anything related to, any, you know, like, um, in the same way that the FBP is, you know, like, Corbyn would be like, I don't know, Merry Christmas, everyone, you know, on Twitter, and people are like, stop Brexit, Jeremy, why do you stop it, Brexit, you know, in the same, I've just lost my fucking mind, and, like, I don't care about anything else, and all I think about is COVID. Um, Guy, well, I, I know so nobody can see you, but you know you've got a face paint and a tin hat, basically. <laughs> and, the, the, and and the thing that fries me is that like, well, this is by the by, and I'm not going to descend into like a bastion of FBPers, but like someone like Vaughan Gethin or like Francis Barbers and all these other lunatics were more bothered about Brexit than they are basically about the coronavirus because you know now like some of these hardcore remainers are just like, you know, well, which brings me on to my second fucking thing, which is basically middle-class people are so insufferable during lockdowns. They're ruining, you know, all they do is like um, that Francis Barber, the FBP freak that hates Corbyn. She's like dancing around my living room, uh, sipping champagne, like singing this. And then other people are just baking sourdough or just baking well, cakes. I- um, you know, some of us are just using it as a, an opportunity to um, to educate ourselves and better ourselves. Uh, you know, I've been reading Tolstoy. I've got I've got back uh, I've got some bread in the oven as we speak, actually. So 
with a little sourdough starter. You don't fool me for a second. Um, <laughs> like, this is what the middle class do. They bake bread, they make cakes, um, they do twee videos of like, you know, uh, songs and things like that. Like, they're also, they're, they're, they're peaking, well, to use the, the metaphor we're also using, they're peaking way too soon, way too soon, because yeah. everyone who's, like, they've clearly never been unemployed, but, like, for a lengthy period of time. What you're meant to do, you sit around yeah. in your pyjamas, your dressing gown, and you just, you just, you just wank. You wank and you scroll on your phone until, after about three days, you, like, stink, and then you, like, jump in the shower and then you do, I don't know, you go for like a walk. Oh, yeah, they're also exercising. Like, I can't agree. It, I've, been, I've just been working on myself. Take that as you want. But. How many times a day you work on yourself? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, so we, we say when, what Nathan's been up to, because uh, he's not around today. No, well, Nathan's, well, I don't know, what is he doing? He's just gardening. and. He joined um, the gold rush. Yeah, the Nate's been panning for gold up in Dogetley. Um I thought that was an amazing, uh, like, amazing sort of metaphor for modern Wales and where we sort of stand is that, you know, people are just, I don't know, it was just, it was just utterly surreal. It was just like a little snippet on the, uh, on like the BBC Wales news feed. So there was no elaboration of what the fuck yeah. was going on. <laughs> oh, people are being caught panning for gold. As if to say, oh, yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty standard, really. Also, like, yeah, like, without prefacing it by, like, people still pan for gold in Wales or whatever, um, as if it was just a, I don't know, just absolutely the weirdest thing ever. Um, and I just can't stop thinking of um, Tom Waits in, uh, in the Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Like, uh, I don't know. Um, we're, so we're a week, a week into the lockdown, are we? A week into the lockdown, and I thought... It's just a matter of time before the military coup happened. Yeah, I thought... I- I thought it would probably take longer for me to actually be calling openly for a military coup to happen in Wales. But um, after seeing Dr. Rhys Thomas, dashing Dr. Rhys Thomas, um, the uh, the handsome dashing Dr. Rhys Thomas of West Wales, who basically has created this ventilator out of, you know, nothing, uh, using his extensive military experience. Um, it's just quite clear that what needs to happen, <laughs> he just he just needs to take over yeah. Wales now. Um, and the thing is, he looks like a bloke who would be running a military coup. Like, you yep. know, he looks yeah, he yeah, looks yeah. like he looks like the kind of guy who would be wheeled out after uh, <coughs> not Chavez, who's uh, Maduro has been overthrown in a CIA coup. And this guy is like the interim leader, the colonel. Um, he looks and, like the guy who's going to look really iconic on a T-shirt in the decades to come. And you look at his his bio, like seven, seven, se- yeah, seventeen years in the parachute regiment, like ten overseas deployments as a surgeon. He single handedly set up the Wales Air Ambulance. Um, he does Ironmans like as a hobby. He's just like, let's just admit that he's he's just this man is better, just better than us. Just. Sometimes, sometimes you come across people like that. And you're like, this man is genetically yeah. superior. He is my, my better. Um, he is a superhero. And um, I and the thing is, like, I just you look at him and he, he looks. And I'm not saying he he doesn't look evil, but he does like. And he's good. So he's like a 
it's yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. All these superpowers, and he's used it for good. And it's just like I would have expected to see him, you know, leading an evil coup. But so I hope it was a little bit at the end actually of Drakeford Drakeford's press conference, which we'll we'll get onto in a sec when he was like praising our armed forces and stuff for like setting up logistics. And I can only hope that that is they're actually using that time wisely and preparing for preparing for the coup. Um, yeah. And actually probably turning the uh, Millennium Centre, they're not actually preparing to turn it to field hospital, they're turning it into a, a prison where all the Welsh <laughs> Labour and the third sector bods are going to be <laughs> placed. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, but yeah, so hopefully uh, the handsome uh, Dashwee's Thomas will come and uh, save us because... We need yeah. saving, and I don't know. Let's get no, on to the... There's no one better, basically. Well, okay, so we're going to talk about, like, wider things. I mean, there's been a couple of great articles about um, how capitalism responds to a crisis like this. What we've seen in America is Trump and people basically saying, like, we're going to be fine by Easter, and he's... What? <laughs> he said Easter's just a great day. People are like, why Easter? He's like, just, just a great day. Um, just like, like Easter. And um, But then you've got people saying, like, if it means people die to get the economy back going, that's fine. There's all these freak like governors like I'd happily sacrifice my grandparents for the economy and I, I'd give my life for the economy and everyone's just like yeah do it, on, <laughs> do it. Um, and then you've got um, you know like things like Boris Johnson, the company that was like actually makes ventilators in the UK, uh, were like oh yeah we were expecting to be asked to do this ventilator contract. But then shock horror, the contract's been given to Dyson, who makes fucking vacuum cleaners. Um, which <laughs> hopefully Dyson will like actually turn the blades round and rather than like sucking things and sucking the life out of people, people are just gonna be putting these fucking ventilators that like suck their lungs out through their mouth because he's uh he's actually created he's actually invented a really efficient euthanasia device. Well. But like you know, crony capitalism and like disaster capitalism is highest highest order. You know, there are people who are going to be making shitloads of money off this. Um, well, that's, yeah, that's the interesting thing though. Like some companies are gonna are already making a lot of money and are gonna are set to do do really well over the next few months. Um, but it's it's also a sign that you know many of the, there are some huge companies that are going to have to be bailed out by government now. Oh, of course, yeah. Um, and this right. is the, yeah. the white capitalism Sorry. cannot deal with a, a crisis like uh, of this scale and of this kind, because the, obviously the immediate um, like you know moral priority is well safeguard people, safeguard human life. <laughs> you know that's just a basic principle of <laughs> of all human civilization. But you know the the way that our economy is is geared, it literally cannot. It, that does not compute into its into its priorities, right? Yeah, and um, the whole the type of people who have been telling us for decades to pull us up by our own bootstraps, and that you know, the, if you're unemployed or weak, it's because um, your own individual failure uh, to compete in the market, and now the ones scrambling for assistance and like pleading to be helped. Um, we were going to go through the myriad failures of the Welsh government. We could probably fly through them thus far. So we've obviously got the collapse of the deal with uh, that would have expanded testing. That has now emerged just as we were about to record this, that it was a deal with a Swiss firm called Roche, um, awaiting more details. We've had the lack um, 
an ongoing lack of media scrutiny. Like they're increasingly pulling away from the media. They're insisting on questions being emailed in. Um, Drakeford wouldn't close construction sites. Um, there's been still no news on private hospitals. Um, what we're doing there? Yeah, on on construction sites. The, I mean, <laughs> it was the press conference this morning. Drakeford gave you know Monday morning. What was the? I'm just. I did write down that he talked about. Or uh, on construction. Somebody asked that. Uh, yeah. One person, one journalist actually asked about construction and what was happening yeah. there. He said, um, "If you are not able to operate safely, you ought not to be operating." Yeah. I mean, if you have to, that's not really clear guidance, though, is it? I mean, that's not going to, you know, if I'm a major construction firm and I'm being paid a lot of money to build a fucking PBSA or something um, in central Cardiff, that is not a sign for me to stop construction, is it? No. And I went, through, I went, I went through town on uh, Sunday uh, and then obviously I've been around today. And, you know, yesterday, on before the lockdown, like, firmly happened for, like, weeks, People were out, you know, um, construction sites were open and, you know, bear in mind Sturgeon shut, tried to shut them down and got overruled. But if you wanted, like, an insight into the Welsh government's attitude towards, like, government and the role of, like, what they actually do, as you said, look at what he said in the press conference just now. It was like, you know, if you can't do it, uh, then, you know, you shouldn't be open. And it's like, well, and he goes, that's your responsibility. He's like, well, no, actually, mate, it's your responsibility because you're the government. That's you're right. in charge. It's just this is symptomatic of this way... Of, of of just looking at things happening in like this weird like like a child like oh what's going like how could we stop this and like the complete inability to even conceive of having of, sh- of of using power to, sh- to just actually say well no you're not doing that you're with the welsh government you're not doing it um just to give clear guidance because then you've got you know small like tradesmen for example small businesses who are you know are not sure where they they sit and what they're supposed to be doing and whether they can they, they can be going back to work and I think that's going to be the case over the next few months is of just course it is. It's if you are no confusion and and lack of clarity um, and people just flout in the, the, the what the guidance basically the little guidance has been given and like um, Alan Davis you know our mortal enemy Alan Davis wrote an, an, an essay, uh, a letter to Drake for today saying that like. People are just telling him that in Gwent, everyone's back in work as normal because companies are just flouting the rules and saying, and they send, you know, text the employee saying, you're coming in, you know, yeah. you're coming in, even though it's clearly a non-essential business and they're all concerned about this. Well, this is a product of, you know, a lack of clear guidance, but also like no firm hand of government. If you're going to shut things down, you shut them down. Like you don't just go, oh, you know, do you want to just do this, guys? Um, you know, like with massive fines for firms caught, you know, flouting the rules things like this um the other thing they fucked up has been the volunteering they rectified that like after we sort of kicked off online um you know uh people were asking why isn't there in a vulnerable people's register like there is in england and why aren't you coordinating volunteering centrally and obviously it, the response was oh we're doing it like the welsh way which is through a massively bloated third sector um and through local authorities so every local authority is doing the their own thing and then for a good few days like three or four days you would have to click on like pretend web county you know borough website then like find the volunteering link on there then it would take you to pretend wcva action then you'd have something else whereas 
you know, in any normal country, you'd go onto the Welsh government website and it'd be like volunteering, you know, and then it would you click in it, put in like a postcode, and it would take you straight to the thing. Um, they now like finally rectified that, so there is like a centralised hub. But like, it just it just shows how ridiculous. And they they also put twenty four million anything into the voluntary sector. Um, do you know what? Let's just go straight into the. Um, oh, there's still nothing on renting, which we'll talk about at the end. Let's go into the press release because Drakeford gave this big press release this morning. Um, firstly, again, like I know it sounds like a centrist moaning about the presentation and stuff, but like it's just so awful. Like he's standing in front of a massive like coaster. It looks like he's just standing in front of a coaster. That slate thing. I, I'm sure they think it adds gravitas, but it just looks terrible. It just looks like some some. It looks like something someone's bought from like the Welsh government gift shop where you go to the Senate, like the Welsh government coaster, and just like blown it up and stuck it behind him. Um, well, I know the really sad looking flags. Yeah, this like the it's, it looks like in a hotel like conference room. Um, the sound was so awful that Drakeford had to then repeat the questions the journalists asked back to everyone so they knew what was being asked. Like even when we do our when we do our uh, like live events, we actually have a functioning microphone so people <laughs> can hear. Um, but the Welsh government, you know, um, can't expect that from them. So. What they've done, they've found miraculously 1.1 billion pounds from other departments. Well, they've rejigged it, yeah. So they're gonna, this is gonna help with, the, you know, the fight against coronavirus. So firstly, did you hear the things he said? The places they've got the money from, trade like delegations that yeah. they were gonna go overseas. That, so basically, all is for a uh... billion, <laughs> one billion has been found all of a sudden from. All the stuff like they, they're jollies overseas, basically, yeah, yeah. like and all this other non-essential crap. So, firstly, I just want to say like, this money should not be spent as it is. I mean, obviously, we disagree with the Welsh government. We'll, we'll talk about why. But if you find a billion, if you can magic up a billion through moving stuff around, it has to go into NHS. It has to go into NHS. Yeah. Like, you know, so this is on top of the deal that the the chancellor has announced right so the gaps yeah, yeah. that the gaps in sunak's budget the glaring gaps were we've got to help people who are unemployed or disabled because universal credit isn't enough you've got to help the self-employed who now have no cash flow until june yeah so those are the two glaring holes what this big announcement was is basically about helping the Welsh economy. So I thought 1.1 billion, let's just put that into um, the economy. Before we talk about the economy, just briefly, when he talked about um, the testing, he just wasn't asked about it. Like, like I also want to draw on Rick the or, um, or, yeah. well, no, yeah. So the other, cool. so we're going to let's draw on the two. So. Today, there's been Drakeford has had a press conference, and then there's also been a Channel 4, fair play, who've actually taken a real interest in Wales at the moment, um, a Channel 4 interview with Vaughan Gethin. It's about six minutes long, probably most scrutiny he's ever had in his life, and he was hating it. Um, so the testing has fallen through, right? Um, and so bear in mind, the BBC have actually altered the website. So the original story on the BBC website said, so originally it said, you know, basically the test collapses. So catastrophic news yeah it's now been changed to testing collapses but it's not a big deal because we've got a new um test on the way 
in mid-April anyway, right? So new test like offered. So that's the new spin they put in there, right? So the new test is this antibody test, which is going to sort of retrospectively test if you've had the disease already and if you're immune to it. So first, the first thing to note, I think, that was when that dropped on, when Vaughan Getterboom was originally pressed on that on BBC Wales, like, uh, you know, and, and he basically says, yeah, all right, we fucked up this massive deal. And then he basically said, well, there's no point crying over spilt milk. Let's just move on. You know, it's like, no big deal, Vaughan. Yeah, no big deal. Yeah, um, no big deal. Um, but he basically implied that it was like this new Welsh, you know, oh, don't worry, we've got this one sorted out. On the C41 now, he just said, well, no, this antibody stuff is part of a UK wide thing so it's it's something that has been in the british pipeline anyway so it's nothing to do with the welsh government it's not like a new thing they've come up with it's it's a british government thing um so god knows when that's actually rolled out so i've got a couple of issues with the the antibody test like one as we said we don't i don't you know again we're not we're not real doctors um with like social scientists which is like the worst type of doctor but um the antibody thing for me would the, the, the problem with the antibody test for me would seem to be that when it's we don't well I don't know if it is proven if you're you're still not infectious we don't I don't know enough about the virus to talk but about I, that yet I don't think anyone really knows enough about it to be able to say that you know if you've had it you're not tr- able to transmit it or able to catch it again yeah um second the I guess the problem with that is you know is like well how are you going to target how are you going to target it I mean, he says then it's going to allow NHS workers and care workers to get back to to work. Great. Um, it still, for me, doesn't address one of the main issues, which is mass testing of asymptomatic people. Um, because, as we know, in Italy, hospitals have become one of the biggest vectors of infection. So because they're not testing health workers and their families and trace, they weren't tracing, it was being passed on within hospitals. And that's what happened in and I remember then, you know, that 80-year-old woman, bless her, she went in for a gallbladder operation. You know, she caught the coronavirus in the hospital and dies, you know, and because you're not testing everyone in the NHS. So it doesn't seem to me to rectify that. Well, um, part. it's worth saying, I mean, Drake, in the press conference this morning, Drakeford made out, like, the numbers of tests they'd done on NHS workers was, was like, miraculous. Since the 18th of March, she said, they've tested 1,000 NHS staff. There are there are seventy eight thousand staff working for the NHS in Wales, and they tested a thousand in the first two weeks. I, so I don't. That's not good enough. It's not. You know. It's, it's not. And, and what's happening is from our like the people we're chatting to in, on a daily basis in hospitals is that people who are working on like COVID wards and like face to face they're getting tested, great, but the overwhelming majority of NHS staff are not being tested, and until that happens it means that you could be passing the infection around the hospital. It could be being transmitted from staff to patients. Patients could be giving it to staff because not everyone in the hospital is being tested or traced. Yeah, with them and then spreading it at home as well. You know? Yeah, exactly. And that is the massive, that's the thing you've clearly got to get a handle on. I don't see this antibody thing addressing that at all. And the other like cons- conspiracy theory, like, you know, I've always got a conspiracy theory happen, but like, Getting basically, you know, the wider context of this is, as we said, capitalism is like rotten. It can't cope with this crisis because it's looking at a massive loss of profits around the world. The economies are tanking. In America, they're openly saying it's better for the economy to tank. It's better for people to die than the economy to tank. Um, So they're just not 
and and the shutdown that is necessary to stop this virus will destroy capitalism it'll destroy firms it'll stop them losing their profit it's the like if, if the economy does plummet then there are you, you know you have to balance off the dangers of that happening and the, the, the knock-on social effects of that there's no you know i don't think anyone no socialist is denying that <laughs> it, it is a it is a you've got to strike a balance but um the danger is is the balance tipping towards getting the economy running and and not you know an understating and underestimating the scale of the of this virus isn't it you know and what Gethin basically said in this interview he says it's getting nhs and care workers back to work but also getting everyone else back to work other people so my fear is that this antibody test coming as it does from your boris johnson your cummins the logic or strategy behind that is actually to say well if you are a worker like let's say construction worker because obviously construction and property is a massive drive of the british economy so all the surplus capital is circulated um they will then be told oh you've had you didn't have it mate get back to work so that's what i think is the logic like there's my conspiracy theory hat on the logic behind this new antibody test being rolled out is as a driver of the economy rather than as a you know way to solve the virus like killing people um and the the worrying thing about drakeford and gethin and i think i mean it applies to every field that Welsh Labour talked about I me mean, in my previous life as an education researcher, now working in homelessness and housing. You have to read between the lines and see what's going on. So with the testing thing, right, they obviously haven't got the capacity to test. They pulled it originally because they haven't got the capacity and moved it to the hospitals. We're now testing, you know, we've tested less than half of what Scotland have. We've tested 5,000 people in three weeks um, or, you know, 18 days, being pedantic, certain people on Twitter. Um Scotland are testing nearly 14,000. Um, Ireland is above that again. So, you know, really worryingly slow figures. And yet what they do, rather than say, like, oh, this, we're struggling here, it's like it, they either fall back on this is the Welsh approach, this is what we're doing. Um, to dis- So it's a, it's a lack of capacity. Yeah. But they'll use other language to sort of disguise, you know, it's a, so, so he said, like, it's a targeted approach in the NHS when it happens. Yeah, well, that's great. It has to come in the NHS, but it also has to go everywhere else as well. So when you like dig deeper and actually like start to, well, you know, they're focusing on the NHS when it comes because they just won't have enough capacity to test everywhere else. Um, and that's what and that's what fries me about them. They can't just admit that they 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 haven't got capacity or the ability to do something. It's always falling back on like, this is what we're doing. This is our unique way of doing things. Um, you know, so like when they pass cuts in education, when they pass cuts local authorities and Wales, I mean, I've had people personally admit to me who work on those budgets say, well, of course it's a cut, but rather than say it's a cut, you have to say this is a radical uh, change, you know, because for political considerations. Um, the other one as well is that like, just briefly talk about PPE before we talk about the economy stuff. Like, so Gethin was, as I said, is hating this interview with Channel 4, like hating it. Um, massively out of his depth and this is so pp reflects what i just said about like you know this you the language to disguise what's really going on so the guy said that we are in contact with bma cymru and frontline healthcare workers who are still upset that they don't have pp this is consistent with what we as like you know whatever we are citizen journalists or just just people who know people on the front line they don't have enough pp the other issue that people are facing is that the guidance regarding PPE is changing every day. So no one knows 
what you meant to wear. Like first it was this, then it was that, then it was this. Geth insane. We're getting stuff to the. We're getting stuff out there. We're getting stuff out there. And he said there's going to be a review of the guidance on PPE um, coming out tomorrow. You know, probably like to do a committee or pilot study again, um, and then we'll know what to give. The C4 guy, like to his eternal credit, said we have healthcare workers who believe that the review of the PPE and the current advice of PPE is actually being driven by rationing. So you haven't got enough. So you write the guidance to say, yeah, you know, based on not what is actually medically advised, but based on we haven't got enough of this to go around. So just say this. Gethin then unbelievably said, well, the challenge there is that, you know, healthcare workers are worried like everyone else. So basically saying like they're just panicking and there's no reason, no reason to panic. But that I think is the crux of it like there's clearly not enough you because we know we know you know we I'd be, i was posting stuff we, on twitter workers and people who are saying things like you know they're going to leave the nhs after this and oh, yeah. they're under enormous stress and pressure uh, and that the support isn't there and and that's the danger isn't it right now is trying to find a way to support the people who are like on the front line of this and and not forgetting that these are some of the most poorly paid people in the country <laughs> healthcare workers carers people who are not given the support they need and not getting the, getting the PPE that they need who are going to have the hardest few months of their lives and uh, meanwhile <laughs> you know hundreds of millions are being spent on um, massive corporations who uh, who've got their headquarters here and he he also said in that interview before I forget um, when there's gaps, we expect the health board to deal with them. So this is a constant, ongoing diffusion of responsibility. It's not our actually when there is an issue, uh, it's because the healthcare workers are worried. Oh, now it's because oh, it's the healthcare to sort, health boards to sort it out. Um, so expect you know expect more of this. So on the economy stuff, right? So 500 million. You know, I, I'm, I don't know what the other 500 million. Presumably, it's going to go into the NHS or public services. Um, it has to. Do you know what I mean? But as to the five hundred, as to the five hundred, that clear though, it's worth saying that. So well, yeah, there's been nothing one, said about this. But they've only really specified what's going. Well, they've given a rough, rough idea of what's going to be done with half of that. So yeah, we're presuming if, the other half is going to go to the NHS. Well, if you put in five hundred million to business, right, and you've just had a massive, you need to massively expand testing as per World Health Organization um, guidelines, and you can't do it. Why didn't you just say that 500 million guys is going to this huge mass testing program or all our PP issues and our ventilator issues and our um, testing issues. We're going to use yeah. that 500 million that we've just magicked up from Carwin's uh, rugby joints. That's going to go into everything. So what they have said about the 1.1 billion um, that they've they've managed to find from whatever expense uh, slash funds that were were uh, knocking about. Um, yeah. That five hundred million of that is going to is basically like an economy crisis fund, so like a fighting fund for for business. Uh, stressing the fact that we are not we we have PhDs, we're not um, economists <laughs> or mathematicians or macroeconomists in. The well, I'm a I'm a political economist. Well, it's, yeah. So 500 million. So as far as I could tell from the, from the, um, from the press conference this morning, a hundred million of that is going to be going to the development bank Wales, which is going to be um, 
basically used as a loan fund so businesses can get low interest loans to get themselves the, the cash moving right as quickly as possible that's 100 million then there's 400 million which as far as i can tell is is a grant fund right to yeah. keep small businesses micro businesses and smes going so this the, the that's the emergency pot right so you as a micro business i think if you employ up to nine members of staff yeah get up to ten thousand pounds now Again, I'm not an economist, but if you if you employ nine members of staff as a small business, ten over three or four months or however long this crisis goes on for, ten thousand pounds is not a lot of money, is it? No. Nope. Right. Grants then of up to a hundred thousand pounds for SMEs, so anything between ten and two hundred fifty employees. Again, if you got two hundred, if you're an SME with two hundred fifty employees, a hundred thousand pounds is not, you know, it's it's not. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave the maths to you because remember when we were doing the maths for this and we were working out how many people were tested in the NHS. You missed so out. 1,000 1, tests out of 78,000 people. I was like, oh, my God, that's only 12%. And you were like, no, that's like 1%. I was like, all right, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's not a lot of money, is it? Well, it doesn't sound like a lot. But then, so but he, Drakeford did specify specifically what um, 100 million I, I, sorry, uh, he, he sort of outlined what the 500 million would go to cover. So 100 million for the development bank, 400 million this emergency pot. But it just it, it he he went on to say that then there'd be um, some, some more substantial sums for larger well um, Welsh companies or or companies with HQ. Didn't say in Welsh Wales. companies. Didn't say Welsh companies. Said companies headquartered in Wales. Companies headquartered in Wales of critical social economic importance. Okay, fine. Now, whether you define it's easy, can you define Amazon as a company with social and economic importance? Well, well you can if you put the, the amount of people that it employs, but when you consider Jeff Bezos is the richest man in the world, in the world, he, he, he you know, he's got as much money as any <laughs> the relatively large nation state. Then you know, should we be using public money to prop up companies like that? Is the question. And yet, the broader question of specifically how much money is going to be used to pump into this these companies, because that was not made clear at all. Um, so that remains to be seen now over the next couple of weeks is what that money is used for. So this is you know alarm bells have started to ring. Um, if you look at the Welsh government's track record of, you know, pumping public money, like millions and millions of pounds into companies like Ineos, you know, Aston Martin, uh, Ford, um, all these companies, like, and the Welsh economy is so narrow, it's so narrowly dependent on small numbers of massive multinational companies. Um, the worry now is that Welsh government is going to look and go, shit, we can't afford to lose like Airbus, we can't afford to lose Admiral. So rather than give money to workers let's face it rather than give money to working class people or small to medium enterprises um who will be struggling to keep themselves afloat the bulk of this money will probably be going or if you were you know if based on their previous uh, history you would imagine they'd be probably going to be given money to companies which do not need them help either don't need it or don't deserve it you know if they fold not they the fucking enough. fold Fair enough, the micro businesses and the SMEs, you know, they're going to. Oh, yeah, that's fine. Help them out by all means. There is this kind of this kind of nebulous, fluid sum of money, which is not made clear at all about where about how much. Well, no, and this is where, you know, why we desperately need like an investigative capacity in Wales, because we're going to need to be tracking, 
who's get who's getting this money and you know and i can guarantee well and guarantee if i was a better man well i am a better man but i bet that it'll go to the top you know the money will be going to companies the richest biggest companies and um and bear in mind now um there's still nothing on renters nothing nothing at all on people for renting that was also like just disappointing (laughs) Really about you know the, you know it's Monday morning the first press conference of the week on what's happening just giving a sense of what you know of where things are and there was absolutely nothing offered for for renter um for tenants there was nothing yeah. offered for for working class people who yeah. are either a really worried about what's going to happen over the next few months and whether they're going to have a job to go back to or b are are working on the front line carers and, and NHS staff there was nothing there was no statement. No reassurance for those people what about i'll tell you i'll tell you what what about fucking pay rise for people what about writing off the student uh debts of the students who have been thrown into the midst like play can we call for fundamentally what this crisis has revealed other than like the flaws of capitalism is but what we've been saying for years on this podcast that welsh labor are not fit you know they're a disgrace to the term socialism like it's in the name labor it's meant to be a work like it's meant to be a workers' party. It's meant to be a party of the working class. I know that seems like if th- just saying stuff, something like that in Wales just seems so would seem so ridiculous because you look at the fucking cretins who populate the Welsh Labour Party. These are people who've gone university, uh, special advisor, third sector, um, AM. Yeah, like it's a middle class party. Like, but the uh, very idea of like helping out tenants or helping out care workers care staff on minimum wage who are, who are who are being on the front lines of this disaster now would like it would seem completely alien to them like you know it would seem completely alien to them like there's been nothing nothing no, and it, it feeds back into what we were saying earlier you know joking about the middle class making sourdough bread but what we're seeing in on social media and in the media generally is the experience of people who, who are able to cope with the situation quite well right and who've got the means to be able to look after themselves over the next few months the and crisis is fundamentally class isn't it not worrying about being evicted from their house um, but what we're not seeing is very much reassurance or support given to the people who I can't I can't even imagine how stressful it must be. You know, and I, and I know people who are in the situation where, they, you know, they've recently rented houses. And the first thing they had on the on the doorstep last Monday morning was a letter from their landlord or their, or their letting agent telling them, right, if you can't afford to pay me over the next few months, then you need to be looking at uh, credit cards and loans. You know, yeah. I, I mean, can't the, imagine how stressful it must be. The crisis is about class, and this is the the thing that we the, the the lack of class analysis, not just in Wales but the UK, but like the the collapse of class analysis and the domination of the public sphere by middle class uh, wankers and bellends. Let's face it, um, is one of the like this crisis. This crisis, let's face it, is not a crisis for everyone. It's not experienced in the same way. For some people, it's about staying home. Oh, I've got to look after the kids. Oh, I've got to let's do some baking or whatever, right? For some people, it's I, I've got to keep working, stacking shelves. I've got to keep going out, working in a care home with no PPE, just to keep a roof over my head. How am I going to pay my bills? I can't work because my company is shut down, but I'm still renting my house. The Welsh government, a Labour government, have done, done fuck all for the for the, the working class. Not, well, over the last 100 years in Wales, but 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 not nothing during this crisis. If you're a socialist, your priority, how am I going to help working class people? 
the reason they don't even know people who are on the front line. They don't even know people who are working in hostels in in care homes, you know, or people who or people who are forced into work now or who live in with vulnerable people. Imagine how you feel, how stressed you'd feel, like you live with an elderly relative, or you've got no ch- access to childcare, and you, you know it's all these these awful ways of experiencing this crisis. Um, and then we're being told, "Oh, be kind to Vaughan Gethin and Mark Drakeford." Fuck off! Like, do you know what I mean? Like, if we're not asking for much, we're asking as a, if you claim to be a socialist, do the bare minimum and look after working class people. But they don't. And that budget announcement today, as I said, just it just epitomises their whole approach: protect capitalists. You know, all the things you could be doing, all the things that like Indod and other people, even implied Cymru, have, have said. Why didn't you do this? Why didn't you write off student debts for these students who are... By the way, some of these students have to do, they have to do exams. Yeah, I know. <laughs> They're in hospitals now, and they have to do their exam. They, they, it might still be expected to do their exam. They're probably still renting as well. Oh, no they rent, will. No, well, no rent, them. This is one of the best things about it, is, you know, the, the, um, on the advice pages on the, on the Welsh Government website for tenants, right? You know, at the top bit of advice, or one, of, one of the things right at the top of the page, you can go to it yourself, ten, um, guidance for tenants in the private rented sector. One of the top pieces of advice on self-isolating is, um, if you have to self-isolate, then we'd suggest that you make your landlord and or managing agent aware. This is of particular importance where you, where your landlord or managing agent may have arranged or um, a viewing on the property. <laughs> It's unreal. They, yeah, they, they don't understand the angst. Imagine what it's like now being a nurse or, you know, not having PPE or, you know, b- because they're not expanding testing, you're going into work every day. You don't know if you've got it. You don't know if you're bringing it home to your family. You don't know if you're giving it to your patient. Um, and not just that, but in, you know, in, in care homes and all across, like, and these are the things that, like, if you, if you have 500 million like you could, I'm not saying you're going to beat this, but like just get a handle on it. But instead, like it seems to me that the priority is already shifting. It's like, well, how can we get people back to work? How can we stop, uh, like you know, these big companies, completely pointless companies like Admiral, by the way, um, going bust. But also yeah. as well, he's given. I just I want to get this dig in for personal reasons. And I'm seeing loads of money for charities, right? Charities who um, play such an important role. Mark Drakeford, right? I know he set up Slamai, right? Charities only exist in Wales because, and housing associations only exist because the state has been stripped back to its bare bones. If you if you actually funded local authorities to sort out to, to, to have council houses and provide provide local services, you wouldn't need to be relying on parasitic third sector companies who don't allow their com- their uh, workers to unionise, um, who pay half of what the public sector you wouldn't need them if you just put that money into the public sector you could just fucking absorb all these awful charities um but no you know um it just shows his mindset doesn't it yeah i mean i'd be i'd be i I worry like i worried now am i being too harsh on them and people like we're all in together blah 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 and i just think well we're fundamentally not in it together because yeah i think like my view is that I'm not, nobody's denying that like this is an incredibly complex and fluid situation. And that like, no, no matter who's in government, it's, it is a, it's a, it's an extremely challenging time, right? But as you said, like the, the party of Labour, uh, you know, a self-professed socialist party, 
um, I, I just not giving working class people in Wales the the reassurances that they need right now, and that's uh, and that's just unforgivable, really. Yeah, like, I'm not denying, you know, there are certain ways you have to talk about the economy, and there's certain ways you have to talk to business at a time like this to keep everyone reassured and on an even heel and whatever. But you know, working class people need reassurances as well, and people working on the front line and healthcare workers need those reassurances. It's 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 no it's more stressful for these people than anyone else so it's about it's about class isn't it um right yeah that's a pretty we're, we're gonna try and keep it light but uh <laughs> uh yeah um all right so just want to reiterate our call for a, a military coup uh to be led by specifically by dr east thomas we are your loyal soldiers we're here for you ready to be uh just give us the nod we'll mobilize the troops no we wouldn't make very good soldiers or, or anything but no um, no just put us um, put us on the back line we can we can do some admin or something yeah logistics um logistics yeah yeah, yeah so just in the rear with the gear that's fine but i know some able-bodied people who listen to this podcast who we could you know persuade to you know <laughs> uh, like they, they, could be the, they could be the front line for you you know the shock troops um exercise uh human shield you know um send them in send the listeners in um but yeah so thank you Rich Thomas, for your all your work thanks again for obviously for everyone working on the front line against this like awful thing um the you know the doctors the nurses the carers the porters paramedics everyone um people working in social care and healthcare, and and everyone everyone who's working on the front line um not cops obviously but um delivery drivers and people working in supermarkets um big shout out um and just i mean yeah like look after yourselves as well like i mean obviously it is anxiety inducing all this so just like you know ring your neighbors ring like if you can facetime your family and stuff as much as you much as you can to sort of get through it um we're gonna have we're already done a plan the Christmas party for, for this year, so it's going to be better than last year. So that's something to look forward to. It's going to be huge. Oh, yeah. See if can... December, that we can actually leave our houses again. So see if you can beat Kieran's um, wanking record um, at the moment. So that's, I think he's on, he said earlier, he's on 10, 10 a day. Um, yeah, I'm better than myself. <laughs> I'm working hard on myself. Putting the challenge, putting the challenge out to uh, all the listeners. Um, all right. Thanks for listening, guys. Um, look after yourselves. Uh, be sensible, and we'll talk to you again soon. Bye. Take care. Bye. Okay, boy. This is where all the hard work, sacrifice, and painful scaldings pay off. Four pounds of grease. That comes to sixty-three cents. Dad, all that bacon cost $27. Yeah, but your mom paid for that. But doesn't she get her money from you? And I get my money from Greece. What's the problem? Wow, look at that load of grease. Boy, if we're ever going to earn paper money, we have to expand our operation. Um, I don't know how much more school I can miss. Oh, you'll miss plenty. I have a feeling this business is going to consume our whole lives.